0: Wine you, hello everybody, and welcome. welcome to our second episode of Wine You Wish Upon a Star.
1: Numero Dos.
0: Numero Dos. I am your host Joe Peo.
1: I'm your other host Brenna Peo.
0: And we just watched Pinocchio. We did. That was uh Walt Disney's second feature. For this one, we decided that while well, this one was the uh, the namesake of our our beautiful theme song. <laughs> In the real song, uh, the actual words are when you wish upon a star. And so in honor of that sparkling star, we decided that we'd drink some sparkling wine.
1: Also, because like we were thinking like, oh, Prosecco to go with like the Italian theme. And then we opened the fridge and we went, oh, yeah, we're poor. We don't have any Prosecco.
0: Uh, we just had a couple of leftover bottles of champagne and cheap champagne too, but. I'm
1: pretty sure they were from like our wedding.
0: Maybe. Or from New Year's and we just never even opened it because we fell asleep.
1: Oh man, we're old. We
0: are. So yeah, I've been drinking, uh, mimosa.
1: I've been drinking poinsettias.
0: For those who don't know, poinsettia is the same thing as a mimosa, although substitute the orange juice for cranberry juice.
1: I'm just not a big fan of orange juice.
0: So, Pinocchio. Initial thoughts?
1: I enjoyed the animation so much more.
0: Yeah, I did too. I think that it was because in this one, they switched from watercolor to oil painting because they thought the first one was such a big hit. Let's, uh, let's, this, this is a, this is one of those little facts that it was just being peppered in. They decided to go with oil paintings this time, which was a lot more costly, a lot more time consuming, but it looks amazing.
1: I thought it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. There were parts throughout the movie where I just kept wanting to pause it to look in the background and we'll we'll get to those parts when we hit them in the movie.
0: Yeah. So,
1: the movie starts and my favorite part is this is not this was not in the theatrical version, but we have like the 40th anniversary
0: It's no, 75th anniversary.
1: 75th. <laughs> I way undershot that. <laughs> I was trying to look at the box from across the room. <laughs> 75th anniversary it's a
0: 75th anniversary and actually kind of comes with a uh a psa at the beginning of it that's like hey by the way parents of the kids watching this movie don't smoke around your kids please and they show like all the scenes in the movie like a little preview where the characters smoke a cigar or a pipe or something like that and and immediately get sick And it's just like, yeah, if you want help getting rid of your smoking habit, call this number.
1: Yeah, and they like give a number. They're like, this is the no smoking hotline.
0: (laughs) But I think that was also a way that they kind of got around not editing out all of those scenes. Because if you edit out all the scenes where characters are smoking, you'd have like a five minute movie. Because there's a lot going on in this.
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone smokes in this movie.
0: So at the very beginning, the first thing that's introduced is uh, you see the book... Pinocchio and standing over the top of the book is Jiminy Cricket and he's singing And there's a spotlight on him so right behind him there are a couple other books Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan those were not made into movies yet but they were conceptualized at that time so it's kind of like this little like easter egg sneak preview you don't realize that when you're a kid because you don't watch them in theatrical order the way we do but those movies weren't made yet
1: There was a couple, there was another point later on where Dumbo makes his way into the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, did you catch that one? I didn't catch the books, so you beat me to that one. Oh,
0: well, there's another time, too, when um, Jiminy Cricket gets freaked out because he sees, like, the face of the Red Queen in Geppetto's workshop. Oh,
1: I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that.
0: So, again, that's like, that was kind of based on, like, hey, let's use some of these conceptual designs of a movie that we haven't even made yet.
1: So, Jiminy breaks into Geppetto's house.
0: So, we got this recurring theme now of characters just breaking into cottages.
1: Oh, this cottage looks nice. Mm-hmm. I think I'll take it.
0: Also, I think the dwarves also had a, uh, had a bunch of cuckoo clocks as well that they were very surprised when they went off. Well, Did people just... just have cuckoo clocks and just get really freaked out whenever they went off
1: Oh, at we the should time? get a cuckoo clock.
0: It might scare me.
1: Oh, one of those cat clocks where their eyes go back and forth.
0: I used to have one of those. So uh, when it first introduces Geppetto's shop, it's like, Jiminy's telling the story, and they're like, oh, look at this, like, all of the, everybody was asleep, and so there was this one that had the lights on still, so I started getting closer, then the camera stops, starts hopping forward towards the window, it's adorable.
1: I'm telling you, the animation is very cute in this movie.
0: So then he breaks in because there's a little crack in the door, which for the rest of it, there's so many times when Jiminy Cricket's like, let me in, let me in, and then finds a crack in the door and just walks in.
1: Right. It's like, why? he just.
0: (laughs) Oh, I have another uh, fact about Jiminy Cricket. So the artistic director on the movie was tasked with creating the character of Jiminy Cricket. And so he originally made a cricket that was a lot more anatomically correct. He showed it to Walt Disney. Walt Disney said, that looks disgusting. Nobody's ever going to go for that. Nobody's going to like that why don't you try this instead? And he's just like, okay, try what? He's like, well, just make him like a little man with a big green head and then dress him like the Johnny Walker label. (laughs) And that's what they did. But the artistic director, even when this movie was a big success, he was like, I hated the design of Jiminy Cricket. The only reason why anybody believes he's a cricket is because one of his introductory lines is, I'm a cricket.
1: I literally wrote in my notes... Jiminy has toes. Yeah. It freaked me out. He, took, he takes his <laughs> shoes off at one point. He has like five human toes. And I was like, no.
0: He does not resemble a cricket whatsoever. And it made the artistic mm. director mad. So Jiminy's wandering around. He's just like, oh, this cozy little place. And he warms his little butt against a, like a piece butts, of coal.
1: More butts. More
0: butts. A lot of featured there butts. There were a
1: couple butts.
0: So he's warming himself. And then he sees like uh, Pinocchio. And he just kind of hops up. He's like, ooh, a marionette. Very nice. Then Geppetto comes down the stairs talking to Figaro saying, oh, we got to finish this painting job. Oh, it's so, I'm so busy working on this painting job and paints a single line that's his mouth. And that's it. And he's just like, okay, now I'm done. All good. It's like, what was he doing? Why did he like go upstairs? To, like, Did he have to find the right smile paint?
1: Maybe he was going to the bathroom.
0: So Geppetto, when he's finally finished with Pinocchio, he looks at Figaro and he's just like, let's come up with a name for it. What do you think of Pinocchio? Figaro's like, I hate it. He looks at Cleo, he's like, what about Pinocchio? He's like, she's like, I hate it.
1: Well they say it they don't say it with words. Yeah, they, they say it in of, their fish and cat way.
0: In their, you know, in in their in the beautiful animation style of the nonverbal communication. They're like, nope, nope, that's gross, that's bad. But then he just like grabs the string over the over the puppet's head and is like, Do you like the name Pinocchio? And he nods it. Which makes me think Geppetto kind of just created a, a puppet to agree with him all the time. That's the main reason why he exists. is just to agree with him, to overshadow the votes of his Roommates. <laughs>
1: That's why I'm going to create a child someday. So what I love is that he keeps calling... So Cleo's the fish. Cleo's yes. the goldfish. And he keeps calling it his water baby oh, and yeah, his mermaid. Baby. Oh, I, I enjoyed that. Baby.
0: Now I kind of want to get a fish and just call it water baby. Right?
1: I want to name it water baby.
0: Also, this fish is not treated like a fish. It literally is treated like a roommate because they eat fish in front of the fish many times.
1: He feeds the fish cake.
0: Meanwhile, the fish is not scared of the cat, but instead it just wants kisses.
1: So then all the clocks start going off and they start chiming nine and you clearly see them all say nine nine o'clock. Nine o'clock
0: and they all went off at the same exact time. So they're, they're kept up. They are fine-tuned instruments.
1: Well, it's clearly chiming nine o'clock and Geppetto goes, oh, what time is it? And pulls another clock (laughs) out of his pocket. (laughs) <laughs> to see what time it is. But my favorite part is that all of these clocks are so cutely made. Mm-hmm. A- and this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying like the animation, like a big step up from the previous movie. There's a clock where there's a, a mom spanking a child with each like chime.
0: And the child's like got his hands in like jelly jars. So it's like, <laughs> that's clearly how it got int- they tell stories
1: yeah and and there's another clock where there's a turkey that sticks its neck out and it's supposed to be like chopped but it pulls its head back with every chime so like it doesn't get chopped
0: and every time it goes like
1: yeah. <laughs> it's just very cute but all of these are like legitimate like i feel it could be clocks they're not like Ridiculous, like pie-in-the-sky clocks. Because I've seen some ridiculously yeah. intricate cuckoo clocks, like in solving mm-hmm. at those clock stores.
0: I think they actually did uh, hire model makers to create some of the clocks as uh, reference for the animators.
1: Well, and this is where I see Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Dumbo is in among the clocks and the little wooden figures. Ah, there are all of. There's a big wooden circus elephant and a little wooden circus elephant.
0: I think it was also right here where I kind of realized that um, Jiminy Cricket flirts with a lot of the little figurines throughout ooh. the whole movie.
1: Again, butts. He touches he a touch- lady's like butt.
0: A, yeah, there's like a... And l- he's like,
1: ooh, yeah. excuse me, and gets all like flushed.
0: Or if he just like sees a little maiden in a cuckoo clock, he's just like, hmm, hmm how do you do? And-, and he tries
1: to follow her <laughs> in and gets closed by the doors.
0: He's a very amorous little cricket-ish thing.
1: So then once nine o'clock hits geppetto's like oh time for bed again this is like everybody has like their clocks go off and they're like bedtime i should set a clock for bedtime so it's time for bed so everybody starts going to bed geppetto puts uh pinocchio up on the shelf um he tucks Figaroa into bed
0: yeah, figaro has got a little little bed his own little bed and a little quilt and everything it's real cute
1: which again i thought was so cute his bed has a little carved cat angel in like the headboard like looking up to heaven
0: and i love when when figaro is like his eyelids are drooping he's really exhausted really tired he's all tucked into his bed and geppetto just looks at him and says oh we forgot to open the window which is right next to his bed like geppetto's bed and he's like figaro open the window won't you First of all, it's amazing that the cat will just open a window on command. And secondly, the cat has to jump up onto his bed, climb up onto his windowsill, has a lot of difficulty opening up the window. And then when it kind of cuts back to Geppetto, it's like an arm's length away from him. It's just like he could have done it. But
1: but instead, he's lighting his pipe to smoke it.
0: Oh, here, yeah, there's another smoke.
1: Don't smoke.
0: (laughs) And he's even got like a little hanging sort of uh, hook. On his bed for his uh, for his pipe which by the way he keeps the fire going he gets the uh, he has candles he has his pipes doesn't keep a lot of water around we'll get to that later
1: <laughs> so Figaro opens the window and then jumps back down onto Geppetto's bed and just crawls in with him and was like forget it this yeah. is where I sleep now
0: that's kind of the thing I think that was like his little act of rebellion he's just like well if you're gonna make me do stuff for you I'm gonna get the big bed
1: and he lays on his like big pillow. And Geppetto like looks looks up at the wishing star and is like, "Oh, look at it's the wishing star!" Like I make a wish and he wishes that Pinocchio could be a real boy. And you cut to Jiminy and he goes, "Nice thought, totally not practical." <laughs> like that's a quote.
0: <laughs> so then it's getting all quiet and it's getting all dark. Everyone's going to sleep and uh, Jiminy's sleeping in like the nook of a violin head, which you know, actually looks pretty contoured and comfortable for him. And then all the clocks are just going off. Everyone's snoring. It's that kind of thing where as you're getting tired, everything just amplifies in volume. And he starts going absolutely crazy with it. Like he's trying to sleep. His eyes are like penduluming back and forth. And then he just screams, quiet! And time stops for him.
1: Well, it also made me think like, hey, if you really want to like, sleep in your own environment maybe don't break into someone else's house and yeah. sleep there i mean i know you're only a bug but <laughs> still
0: but he just full on like doctor strange's stops time itself
1: well, he doesn't everything really stop time. But
0: everything like stops like like the pendulum stopped mid swing. Right.
1: Everything stops because the blue fairy appears. Okay. So he thinks like he yells, like stop and all the clocks stop and he's like, he's
0: like and There then I did it.
1: The blue fairy shows up and you're like, Oh, it was the blue fairy. But
0: then that makes me think, was the blue fairy actually there? If it was happening in between the moments of time.
1: No, it it was there. Didn't you watch the movie? She was there.
0: But there was no time. Okay. so the blue fairy shows up and she has a completely different animation style of everything else and i know that the reason why or not the reason why i mean the reason why is probably that you know they wanted her to look otherworldly but they actually did rotoscoped animation which they did a little bit of in snow white for those who don't know rotoscope that's when you uh, film some live action footage and then you animate over it and that way you sort of get those nuances of human movement so she's the only character in this whole thing that actually has kind of rotoscoped animation. It looks really amazing.
1: She's how I imagine the Tooth Fairy.
0: You imagine the Tooth Fairy like, like that?
1: Well, yeah, when I lose all my adult teeth. Okay. The Blue Fairy shows up, and one of the first things Jiminy does is, like, wolf whistle at her.
0: Oh, yeah. He's like, mm-mm. And he, like, he does this, like, sassy head bob where he's just like, oh, yeah, here we go. So she shows up and she sees uh, Pinocchio there. She makes it absolutely clear her Geppetto's wish. Sure. Here we go. Real boy. Bam. And Jiminy just kind of like looks at the camera. He's just like, hmm, what can't they do nowadays? Like he's not even amazed or anything. He's just like, yeah, it's pretty nifty. Hmm, What else can you do?
1: Well, and my favorite part about all this is that no part during this does she like wake up Geppetto. She just brings Pinocchio to life and then leaves. Well, first, she has to make Jiminy his conscience.
0: When she first mentions Pinocchio's conscience, he just asks her straight up, what is conscience? What is conscience? What is conscience? What is conscience? What is
1: conscience? <laughs> Definitely keep in all five times you said that.
0: <laughs> so she starts kind of explaining, and she's cut off by Jiminy, who's just like, he parachutes down on his umbrella and he's just like, ooh, ooh, I got this one. Conscience is right and wrong and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know what? Sure, you can be the conscience.
1: Well, and this is the first time that Jiminy actually talks to anybody. Mm-hmm. He's been basically just talking to himself this whole time and hiding.
0: Yeah. So she's like, sure, whatever. Like she was about to explain it and it's like, if you want to take the lead, go ahead. So she like knights him and it automatically gives him fancy clothes, which kind of made me think. I could be a conscience. That'd be a fun job to have.
1: Yeah, he went from vagabond mm-hmm. clothes to, like, a fancy, like, suit.
0: I could do that. I could follow a young boy around.
1: Okay. Well, you'll be arrested, but <laughs> sure.
0: No, 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 no. No, officer. I'm his conscience.
1: Yeah, get in the back of the truck.
0: See? See me? I'm dressed like an alcohol label.
1: So then she gives Jiminy these fancy clothes, and then he goes, what about a medal? Because it's not good enough that he has now these nice clothes. Or he wants
0: a badge. It's, it's like the, uh, he wants the authority.
1: That's true. He asks for a badge.
0: He's like, you know, a nice gold star. She's just like, mm, we'll see.
1: So then the Blue Fairy doesn't actually wake up Geppetto. No. She just brings Pinocchio to life. Then she leaves, which is the start of many horror films. So Geppetto's finally woken up by Jiminy and Pinocchio singing. And, of course, he's terrified. He grabs his gun. He lights his candle and, like, proceeds to just start searching around his house for whatever's making this noise. Because he says, who's there? And Pinocchio goes, oh, it's just me.
0: This lithe little voice makes him arm himself. Like, again, I I feel like this is very similar to what happened in Snow White. Oh, a home intruder. That's that's actually a funny situation if it's this, like, nice little high quiet voice instead of somebody being like i'm here with you
1: that would be terrifying if i <laughs> ever heard that sound again <laughs> so,
0: so all this time jiminy is just laughing he's just laughing his butt off over the fact that geppetto's walking around with a shaky hand with holding a candle and a gun and he's just like <laughs> classic
1: so obviously geppetto gets scared he shoots the gun he doesn't hit anything, steps on Figaro and he realizes that Pinocchio's come to life and he's like, how's this possible? What's going on? And Pinocchio goes, oh, it was the Blue Fairy. And he goes, of course, and just immediately starts into a big party and is like <laughs> very excited that Pinocchio's real.
0: As a kid, I always thought like, oh, this is like a funny little hide and seek game. As an adult, if I had seen a, a marionette that I'd created just being like, yeah, no big deal. I'm alive now. You're my father. I would scream and run away.
1: I would like to see that.
0: Please don't test that hypothesis. Oh,
1: everyone check back next week. So he, they have a big party. Geppetto's really excited, whatever. Then he's like, oh, we have to go to sleep. And Pinocchio just keeps going, why? We have to sleep. Why?
0: He's just experienced the miracle of life for the first time. And Geppetto's like, now close your eyes and, 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 and go to sleep. Why? And he's like, well, obviously, because school is tomorrow. Why? What does Geppetto know about school schedules?
1: Why? Also, I find it enjoyable that (laughs) Geppetto's like, oh, this thing just came to life. I better send it to school.
0: You don't want to spend some time, think like, hey, maybe I just created a miracle. Maybe I might want to spend some time on this, like kind of figure out what's going on. We're
1: off to school.
0: Do some some tests, try to make sure that he stays out of trouble. Off to school. Off to school. Go off on your own. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye yeah, Geppetto and Pinocchio walk out the front door the next morning. And Pinocchio goes, what are those? Motioning to the other boys and girls. And my favorite part is that Geppetto sends him off to school without him knowing who boys and girls are. He just sends him off to school with an apple for his teacher and a book wrapped with a belt.
0: Well, he also says, just like, what are those? They're boys and girls. And he's just like, Oh, boys! Like, he gets really excited, but he's just repeating what the blue fairy said, where it's just like, you're going to be a real boy if you're brave and true and everything. And so, like, when he's like, oh yeah, boys! That's all I need to know. Here I go.
1: And he starts heading to school, like, following all the other kids. And then you see two foxes walk up. Well, no, it's a fox and fox and a cat walk up in, like, clothes and everything, and in a village full of people. Like, it's not like it's, like, oh, people and whimsical animals and clothes and stuff. No. It's just... a only a village of people, and up walks a fox and a cat, who are the size of people, mm-hmm. talk and are wearing clothes. They end up, they walk.
0: <laughs> I think it was at this time that I realized that Pinocchio was wearing gloves, because the other animals are wearing gloves, but... I'm really really thankful that the character design of Pinocchio included gloves because to see like little spindly wooden fingers would really freak me out in this this movie. Be like, "Oh, this little spider boy wandering the streets."
1: I'm still freaked out by Jiminy's human toes. <laughs> so, the fox and the cat, the fox being Honest John.
0: Honest John and Gideon.
1: Right, Honest John and Gideon walk up to Pinocchio and or they walk past Pinocchio and then they realize that's a wooden boy. Like, that's a marionette with no strings. We got to catch him and sell him to Stromboli.
0: And they're, even before they see him, they're having a conversation about Stromboli. Like, <laughs> remember that time we totally sold something to him? And then they see him and they're like, wooden boy, what should we do with him? Oh, yeah, that thing we were just talking about, sell him.
1: My favorite part is that they come up to Pinocchio and they're like, oh, let me tell you about this cool thing you can be a part of. You can be an actor. And Jiminy gets all mad, like, remember temptation? Uh, This is it. But nobody ever instructed Pinocchio on what temptation was or what bad and good was. Well, well,
0: Well, Jiminy's not even there for this conversation. He's still asleep at home.
1: That's true. This was
0: after. So
1: Jiminy's (laughs) not even there, but gets mad at him later that he didn't realize that they were lying to him.
0: But Like the way that they kind of pitched the whole thing of him being in a puppet show is they're just like, oh, you're going to school, you know, to grow up and get a career? Nah, you want this short path to success. It's time for you to get into theater. Maybe theater was a lot different back then, but nowadays I don't really see that as a surefire road to success. That's a very, very difficult career path you have to be very dedicated to that
1: no not at all try
0: to make that work Uh -uh.
1: everyone's famous overnight
0: (laughs) so while they're marching him over to uh sell him to stromboli there is this continuous shot that almost looks like it's from the perspective of the rooftop where they're following them. And I just, I got really amazed at that because this is like before computer animation where you could 3D map something and then put like 3D characters on there. They had to hand draw this in 2D animation, this strange perspective shot that changes angles and shows like these characters kind of like walking further in the distance from overhead down an alleyway. It's maybe not something that seems so special nowadays because it's a lot easier to do, but for back then, that must have been incredibly, incredibly difficult. They probably had to like create a little model or something like that to get the perspective right.
1: I keep saying the animation on this movie is really pretty. So Honest John, Gideon sell pinocchio to stromboli who teach him a whole song in one day like a whole song and act number so clearly pinocchio can learn it's just no one keeps teaching (laughs) him right and wrong
0: (laughs) and jiminy was like following right behind him in the scene prior where they're marching him down the street and then they just show like him just standing on a lamppost watching the show just like all right well let's see how this goes it's like he just kind of stood by while this whole learning process happened.
1: But he's all angry about it. He's like, oh, I don't know why Pinocchio did this. And it's like, well, first off, the fox introduced himself as Honest John. And Pinocchio doesn't know anything. He was born less than 12 hours ago.
0: From a piece of wood. Too. And
1: nobody's teaching him. But Jiminy gets all mad when he can't figure out right and wrong. <laughs> so then you get the whole dance number of like... I've got no strings. Yeah,
0: which I never really put together because when you're a kid, everything kind of melds together. It's all part of the same thing. I feel like this is actually like part of the inspiration for It's a Small World, too, because it's this international display of it looks like Pinocchio's kind of traveling the world and being hit on by sexy puppets from other parts of the world. <laughs> and they're all singing at him being like, ooh, hey there, fancy puppet with no strings. Like there's like one from Holland. They have ones from France.
1: Well, this is where the can-can girls come from. And they have the can-can girls, too. And Pinocchio initially falls down the stairs, gets his nose stuck in a board, which happens to him multiple times in this movie. <laughs> like, he keeps falling, and his nose will perfectly fit into, like, a hole in floorboards.
0: Well, it's because those holes are from a knot of wood, and that's kind of, like, what he And is. he's
1: a knot of wood. Yeah. Hey. So, the show goes well. He's a huge success. People are throwing tons of money at him. Jiminy's watching from like a lamppost and he goes like, oh, I guess he's a success. What does an actor need with a conscience anyway?
0: Get it? Do you guys get it?
1: Disney is hard on actors in this movie. There's a couple of quotes that are rough.
0: It was at this point that I kind of thought, you know, because when they... When they get to this, the, the, the next scene when Pinocchio is just kind of sitting there with Stromboli and Stromboli's counting his money. And by the way, eats a half an onion, just like an apple. Um,
1: well, he keeps making a sandwich by poking things with his machete. <laughs> like, so he makes a sandwich on a machete and then eats it off the machete.
0: Yeah. So it's at this point because you kind of see like, you know, to make it a little ominous, you see the puppets hanging from the ceiling a little bit. I just kind of thought at that moment... Without the Blue Fairy, Pinocchio would just basically be one of those puppets, right? So is it possible, is it a tangible connection that Geppetto may have sold Stromboli some of those puppets? I mean, he knows how to make them.
1: I I don't know.
0: He's like, oh, I made another line of can-can girls. And Stromboli's like, here you go. Here's some money so you can keep doing this.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the Blue Fairy grants Geppetto's wishes because he's a good person. So the idea is that he doesn't associate with stromboli really i'm gonna say yes okay we also i also realized that pinocchio can cry because his eyes start watering when stromboli's eating the onion
0: yeah and it happens further on throughout it like when he realizes that he's stuck in the wagon he starts crying this piece of wood is leaking water from its eyes yeah
1: so it's like is he a real boy is he not a real boy is he a real boy what's uh what's going on Stromboli says, shut up and stupid, yeah. which I thought was interesting. So at this point, Geppetto realizes that something's wrong and he goes out searching for Pinocchio. And of course, like Stromboli has locked him in a cage and the caravan that he's in passes right in front of Geppetto. Hmm. And right as Geppetto yells, Pinocchio, a large lightning strike happens and they don't hear it. Uh, so Pinocchio it all looks lost. He's stuck in this cage. And then the Blue Fairy shows up again.
0: Yeah, this is kind of like the, uh, oh, it's time to call the help desk. She shows up and...
1: They hide They from hide.
0: Her. Jiminy hides in this, in the seed pouch of this bird feeder because it's a bird cage that he's locked in. Uh, Pinocchio just kind of like huddles and sticks his butt up in the air. And Blue <laughs> Fairy just shows up like, yeah, you're not fooling anybody. It's like, so... What's going on? Status report.
1: And he starts lying to her. And this is the actual only time in the movie that his nose grows. Yes. I thought that was way more of a
0: plot point. I thought that too. I was waiting for that to happen again, and it didn't.
1: One time. It happens one time in the entire movie. His nose grows, and he tells a number of lies, so it grows far enough that... A spontaneous bird nest appears.
0: Well, it comes in stages. Like, first there's blossoms, then there's branches, then there's a bird's nest with birds
1: and eggs.
0: And eggs. And then the birds and then the, the, the leaves wilt as if it's autumn.
1: And the birds die.
0: <laughs> Do they? I didn't.
1: I the eggs just wilt and disappear. <laughs> like, everything just dies. He lies so much, he killed a family of birds.
0: So they get this free pass, and they're just like, nose is normal. The cage is unlocked. Go on your way. So they leave, and they're like, race you home.
1: At the same time, you cut back to Honest John and Gideon,
0: and they're hanging out at the Red Lobster Inn. <laughs> <laughs> they're at the Red Lobster getting Cheddar Bay biscuits for Shrimp Fest. <laughs> so they're hanging out with this guy who <laughs> they only call him the Coachman. That's all they call him. He's the guy with like the white hair and the red coat, and. I don't know if he actually has a name. They just call him that in the movie. I I recognized him from the ride at Disneyland because he's the guy who tries to lock you up and send you to the salt mines. But uh, they're gloating about how much money they got for selling Pinocchio. And while they're doing this, they're like, they're celebrating. They're drinking beer. They're smoking cigars. Gideon blows a smoke ring and then dips it in his beer like donuts and coffee. The coachman just lays down this big sack of coins and says, how about making some real money? And they're like, oh, yeah, murder? Yeah, we do that all the time. Who do you want killed? Like, they're just like, who, who do you want to, you know, finger running across the throat. And he's just like, no, 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 no. This is something different. I like finding stupid boys.
1: Stupid little boys.
0: Stupid little boys. And then he starts whispering. And so they're like trying, there's this whole comedic thing where Honest John is listening and Gideon's trying to listen. And he ends up like listening boy. through his ears and then they end it with like
1: pleasure island
0: and then I take the stupid boys and send them and send them to pleasure island you can't say that nowadays you can't just like say like this is what we're doing this is how we're making big money
1: well but my favorite point is that he says pleasure island and the Gideon and Honest Fox, uh, I mean, Gideon and Honest John freak out. They're like, oh, no, no, no. They're like, we don't want anything to do with this. But the coachman forces them to work with him.
0: Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll try to get you a boy or two.
1: Cut to Jiminy and Pinocchio walking home or running home. And Pinocchio's just like, I'd rather be smart than be an actor. (laughs) Which again, it's like, this is super pointed.
0: So we get back to uh, Pinocchio and Honest John and Gideon show up. And Honest John is just like, hey, hey, you look stressed out. Let me give you a full assessment. And does like a physical on him, like a weird physical out on the street. And is like giving him all these weird sort of diagnosis terms. Like, oh, you've got flying trapezius. So you got this and that.
1: And... Gideon's just writing down gibberish.
0: Yeah, he's not even writing on the paper. Like he's like writing in the inside his sleeve. He's writing off the paper. And then when they look at the notes, it's just like scribbles.
1: And they're like, Yup, you are allergic. You need a vacation. You
0: need a vacation. It's time to go to Pleasure Island.
1: And this time, like, Pinocchio is actually trying to fight them a little bit. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 I have to go home. Like, this isn't right. I need to go to school.
0: So the first time he was kind of coerced into, like, leaving that because he didn't know any better. And this time, this time they, straight up kidnapped. They straight up lift him up by his arms and march him away. And it's and like, he's like,
1: no! Yeah.
0: So they throw him on this carriage that the coachman's driving and they sit next they sit him next to this boy his name is lampwick but pinocchio calls him lampy and he's just like oh this place is gonna be great we go to this place where you know we can eat all we want we can drink all we want it's all free
1: so they get to this island they take a boat to an island pleasure island
0: pleasure island and there's all
1: these different areas much like disneyland has its different lands there's the roof house, which is just constant fighting.
0: Yeah, it's like you just go into a house and just grab a weapon and just fight other people.
1: Then there's tobacco row, which just these, has every kind of smoking you can think 30 of.
0: Thirty foot tall wooden Indian statues that are just throwing cigars out of these giant boxes.
1: Then there's another area that says model home open for destruction.
0: So that's where we find Pinocchio and Lampwick and he's like striking a match on the Mona Lisa and
1: throwing bricks through stained glass windows.
0: Pinocchio's like carrying an axe around just like no big deal. Like this is fun. This is fun stuff for little boys. Bad little boys.
1: And then it starts getting late, and they're like, "Where are all the other kids?" It's just Lampy and Pinocchio in the billiards area, which is
0: shaped like a giant eight ball. I would love to go to a place like that.
1: Oh no, we're bad because we play billiards. Uh oh. Uh
0: oh. Uh oh. We're disreputable. <laughs> we drink beer and play billiards. Uh oh. Meanwhile, like Lampwick is just like playing and like he's shooting all these like trick shots. He's really really good until he's not because he sinks the eight ball, which.
1: that means he loses he
0: lost whatever he
1: knows actually how to play
0: (laughs) so jiminy tagged along and so he finds them in this place and he's trying to convince them to go to leave before right before he shows up lampwick is telling uh pinocchio that he smokes cigars like an old lady he needs to like take a big old rip of a cigar and Pinocchio does, which, again, you would never, ever see nowadays in a Disney movie. Because
1: it makes him sick.
0: But it makes him sick. And then he tries to make a pool shot and he destroys the table. He
1: rips through the fabric, which yeah. would definitely get you thrown <laughs> out of any pool hall.
0: So, uh, Jiminy's saying, like, okay, you're my responsibility, you have to do what I say. And then Lampwick's like, no, you don't you're gonna let this little green grasshopper tell you what he's calling grass no, he calls a, him a, grasshopper a beetle. And then a beetle. He keeps calling him a beetle he's like you're let this beetle tell you what to do which you know actually does kind of beg the question how what does give him the authority
1: the blue fairy
0: oh that's right oh, i've already forgotten
1: uh folks we have to go <laughs> we have to go watch the movie again so Jiminy starts getting super angry cuz Lamp Lampy keeps tossing him into different pool holes and Yeah.
0: please
1: no. <laughs> start that over. Jiminy gets really angry cuz Lampy keeps shooting balls at him. Nope.
0: So Jiminy just like starts just starts chewing him out saying like Fine. You want to hang out with this jackass and like He literally says <laughs>
1: jackass in a Disney movie.
0: Which I understand now is kind of foreshadowing for when everyone starts turning into donkeys. Spoiler alert. But uh yeah, and so he just he yells at him. He yells at both of them and then Jiminy storms out. But <laughs> thing that I kind of picked up on this is that while he's leaving, Pinocchio's just like, "Jiminy, come on. Lampwick says you only live once." yolo lampwick is mr yolo bro so then uh, jiminy tries to storm out he goes up to the gates which have been locked and
1: again pounds on them saying like let
0: me out of here but there's like a little
1: he walks under them
0: a little crack in it and he just walks straight because
1: he's a cricket
0: and that's where he sees the donkeys all the boys turning into donkeys and so you see all these donkeys wearing boy clothes and every time, like, the uh, the coachman's just like, what's your name? If they're just like, it's like, salt mine, go. And if he's like, what's your name? And they're like, uh, I want to go home. I miss my mom. Then he's like, OK, we'll put you in with the talking ones. You're not ready yet.
1: And then we cut back to Lampy, who starts turning into a donkey. Yes. And again, he says, like, oh, I'm turning into a jackass. And again, it's like, ah, this is a Disney movie.
0: One thing that I really love about this transformation scene is that it's It reminded me of the 1930s version of Midsummer Night's Dream. The one that had James Cagney as as bottom. Because there's like the scene where he slowly turns into, you know, he's an actor who turns into a donkey. And it happens in these like stages, kind of like a Universal Monster movie. But then when he actually finds out, he touches his face. He notices he's hairy. Then he's like touching his ears and like slowly feels his way up. I think there may have been like a correlation there.
1: It's very possible. It's very possible. Lampy starts running around yelling, I've been double-crossed, help, as he turns into a donkey.
0: (laughs) Pinocchio's laughing at him this entire time, but then he starts turning into a donkey.
1: Sprouts ears, which again is like, hold on, you're a piece of wood. Does this mean you're a real boy or what? Like,
0: is this organic material on this painted piece of wood now? Jiminy comes running back to kind of warn them. And he's just like, hopefully I'm not too late. And he walks in, he's like, I'm too late. They're already transforming. He grabs Pinocchio, and for some reason in my mind, I always thought that there were, like, a bunch of people chasing after them because of, like, how much, like, Jiminy's freaking out. He's like, hurry, hurry this way. Let's climb these rocks up to this cliff. Let's do this. You don't see anybody chasing them. Like, there's nobody there behind them. They just run to the top of a cliff, and he's just like, we have to jump. We have to jump now. And they just do.
1: They swim all the way back home.
0: Yes. A piece of wood sinks down below the surface, and they swim home.
1: <laughs> well, you don't see them in the water that much, but yeah. they essentially swim home because they get home, and they start pounding on the door, and nobody's answering. And they look in the window, and everything's covered in cobwebs.
0: Yeah. every All the beds are empty. And it's just like, yeah, of course. You know, like, you already showed Geppetto out searching. But then Cleo's gone. And, and Figaro. Figaro's gone. And there's cobwebs over everything, including th- the cuckoo clocks that just went off the night before. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, we never get daylight again, so we're led to believe that this is all the same night?
0: Or at least one day passed because there was rain, but they, It's
1: true, maybe it was dark when it was raining.
0: But cobwebs don't form like that they're
1: fast. They're very, sp- very fast spiders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then they're just like, where do we go? We don't know what to do. Here comes... Microsoft user help hint number two, where a note is dropped to their feet.
1: <laughs> well, it's a glowing blue dove mm-hmm. that drops a glowing blue note. So it's kind of like, oh, who sent that?
0: We know who sent that. Who? Do I have to say it?
1: Well, I mean, I didn't get it.
0: Really, none of the characters in this have any kind of agency. They, have, they make no decisions on their own, except for bad ones. Anytime that they're kind of set on the right path, it's the Blue Fairy saying, you done goofed. So here you go again.
1: And the note is like very specific. And it says, oh, Geppetto <laughs> went looking for you. He was swallowed by a whale named Monstros. He's, He's at, at the, bottom the bottom of the, of the ocean. So, the sea." <laughs> so Pinocchio's like, oh, all right. So he walks back to where they came from. Ties a rock to his tail, because now he has donkey ears and a tail, and throws himself into the ocean.
0: And Jiminy follows, and he even says like, hey, I'm live bait down there, but you know what? I'm with you all the way. At this point, I was thinking, well, okay, maybe Pinocchio, he's not a real boy. Maybe he doesn't have real lungs. He can survive down there. But what is Jiminy going to do? Oh, no,
1: crickets can breathe underwater.
0: Apparently, because he sinks on down. They sink on down together, and then... Jiminy does this whole, like, comedic bit of, like, trying to weigh himself down while another, while a fish is flirting with him, mind you. So much flirts. So All the flirts. So much flirting with tiny creatures. So he's, he tries to weigh down his hat, but then he flips over. And then he, like, throws a bit, this pebble down his pants. And he's like, ooh, chilly. And then just starts, like, wobbling away. <laughs> that was
1: my favorite part. He's walking around like he's got a full diaper because he threw a rock in his pants. <laughs>
0: There's no moments where he's just like, oh, got to stop to breathe, which I know from the Sonic the Hedgehog games, you got to find a bubble or something. But no, he just he's just going on business as usual. The other uh, sea creatures are just like curious about them.
1: And they follow until he says Monstros. And
0: then whenever they say like, yeah, whenever they say, can you help us find Monstro? They run away.
1: And they all run away, making clearly that sound that I made. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how long he's down there for, but he's down there long enough that his rock starts to pick up barnacles and
0: crabs. (laughs) There's like crabs and starfish and they're like, go away, shoo, shoo.
1: (laughs) And they go through a bed of seahorses, and Jiminy starts riding a seahorse, and then they say, Do you know where Monstros is? And all the seahorses freak out. out.
0: Which you kind of pointed out, the seahorses actually look like sea donkeys. Yeah,
1: well, one of them has like very clear they ears. all kind of have
0: pretty distinctive So it's ears.
1: kind of like, Uh oh, were those bad boys of the sea?
0: <laughs> bad sea boys. Bad
1: sea boys.
0: I want that to be the title.
1: <laughs> look at them, bad sea boys. Yeah. <laughs> as the audience were led to believe that they walked the entire expanse of the ocean looking for a sleeping whale
0: yeah i didn't know that whales slept down at the bottom
1: we should ask my marine biologist sister we
0: should so as they're searching we cut to geppetto and he's fishing in he's inside the whale which the note specified he's in the belly of the whale and he's fishing. Like, he's like, oh, it's been a while since we found fish. We're going to starve down here.
1: Figaro is fishing, oh. too, using his tail.
0: Cleo is absolutely not fishing, but Cleo is down there with them. They're in this boat. I don't know. they didn't know they had a boat, but they... Well,
1: I think Monstro swallowed a boat, because... Geppetto said, like, oh, we came here on a raft, and you see the raft tied to this, like, fancy pirate oh, I thought, ship.
0: I thought he made the raft. I thought the boat was just, like, there.
1: No, I think the idea was that Monstros had swallowed the boat okay. prior, mm-hmm. and they're just like, okay, sweet. We'll just live on this boat mm-hmm. in Monstros' belly. Are you saying Monstros? It's you, Monstros. You're
0: adorable. What it's is Monstro. It?
1: <laughs> Monstros. Mon- like Montros? No, not Montros. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Monsteros. What is his name? Montros? Monstro. Monstros. That's what I was saying. Monstro. Monstro. That's what I was saying. (laughs) I was talking about multiple monstros. (laughs) So Geppetto is fishing off the side of this pirate ship.
0: Yeah. And he's just like, and he's saying, like, oh, just imagine we survived being swallowed by a whale, but we're going to starve to death. Which kind of then makes me think, like, how long have they been in there?
1: Again, how long is this movie?
0: What what if Jiminy Cricket really does have, like, time-stopping powers? Where it's like, you think that it's only been a day, but really it's been, like, a month.
1: Oh, man, this whole movie is a dream. Mm -hmm. Time stopped when he said stop, and this is all in Geppetto's head.
0: Or this is in space. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It was at this point that I kind of realized that Geppetto really gave up a lot of his life to find his magic puppet. Like, he's not his actual, like, biological son. He was a puppet who, within our understanding of the way that time has passed, has only been in his life for maybe around 20 hours. And he's, like, given up everything. Like, he took off with his cat and his fish to try to find this puppet and uh, they ended up getting swallowed and they're on the brink of death when suddenly there's a school of fish that come by Monstro and he just wakes up and goes after them. By the way, we've just seen maybe around seven minutes of fish with personality following Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket around. You look at this tuna that's swarming around. No personality. They look like animals. There is no like expression in their eyes. Like they're just tuna. And I think that's intentional for when Geppetto starts fishing for them as they come into Monstro's mouth, because you don't actually feel like they're characters.
1: Well, that's a point. It's that they're not supposed to be like fish that we like. They're like, oh, this is fish that's food.
0: Yeah, this is sustenance. And so he's like fishing them fast, too, which when I was a kid, I was just like, yeah, that's how you fish. But now as an adult, after having tried fishing to just kind of like fling them into the boat, Hook goes back out fling them into the boat, hook goes back just like that fast without a net or anything. That's pretty amazing.
1: Well, and I also love that the whale is eating fish. That's not a thing. They eat krill.
0: That is true. He's just kind of swallowing, though. Disney
1: fixes this later in Finding Nemo. Yeah. Swim away! (sighs) Pinocchio gets swallowed with all the tuna.
0: Yeah. He grabs onto a, a tuna that is being pulled onto the boat, and then he's like in the the barrel with all the the caught tuna. And he's just like, father, father. And he's just like, he's not paying attention. Geppetto's just like, oh, yeah, sh- quiet, Pinocchio. I'm fishing. And he's like, oh, Pinocchio. And then he goes over and hugs a tuna.
1: Because he doesn't grab Pinocchio at first. And then he goes, father, I'm over here. And he goes, Pinocchio. And like, he's <laughs> so excited to see him. And immediately, Pinocchio's like, we need to make Monstro sneeze.
0: Mm-hmm. He starts like grabbing furniture and stuff and starts making a pile. and Geppetto's just like, what's what's what are, what's happening? Like we just got here. what's what are you doing? And my
1: favorite is so oh, he goes, "Oh no, not the chair. What will we sit on?"
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Pinocchio's just like running around and like destroying things, which actually kind of made me think when he went to the model home for destruction, he actually learned a valuable skill that helped to save his and his family's life. He's just Whoa. destroying furniture. Okay,
1: I don't know if destructions... And lighting
0: fire to it. I
1: don't know if really destructions... And it saves
0: their life. A key
1: that we all learn,
0: I'm I I'm right.
1: Okay. <laughs> Pinocchio has started burning everything, makes this thick black smoke. Again,
0: this is terrifying. A little wooden boy starts lighting fire to everything around you.
1: And Monstros starts, you know, going... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like he's gonna sneeze and he goes, and
0: so they're hopping on the raft and they're going in. By the way, Jiminy was stuck outside the teeth and he's like, let me in, let me in. Then they hop on the raft and they're going out and he's like, they're like, he's like, which way are you guys going? Like he's so confused and he's riding in a little bottle and then they keep getting sucked back in and then sneeze back out. Oh, and finally, and then-
1: he has a huge sneeze and blows them far out and then gets mad that they were the ones that made him sneeze. So he starts chasing after them.
0: Also, it's a very good thing that he did sneeze because if he didn't, if he was asleep, he, they would have just suffocated themselves by burning out all of the oxygen that they had.
1: <laughs> That's very true.
0: But instead, they were luckily up at the surface where they could be sneezed out. So they're going, and it was at this time that I kind of realized what, as they're like, they're trying to paddle away onto, like, use the sail and paddle to get over to the rocks, that I started to realize the water effects, like, the way that the water was painted, because whenever Monstro's, like, swimming after them, he's got these, like, speed lines on him from the wind, and there's, like, uh, he just looks frightening, like, compared to all the other, like, character designs, he's, like, this Lovecraftian beast that is just chasing after them, and when you see, like, the water foaming and splashing, nowadays... I always do it. He's like, nowadays you do this. But nowadays, you you know, you can do that all procedurally with, uh, with computers. But back then they had to actually like every splash of foam, everything, like when, when the sea and all, all the, uh, all the foam on the surface is, is kind of like, you know, circulating or undulating. Like they had to actually go in and do that, especially doing that with like oil paints. It's really, really impressive.
1: I'm saying it again. Beautiful animation in <laughs> yeah. this
0: movie.
1: so, Pinocchio and Geppetto steer their boat towards the rocks and they go as fast as they can and their boat breaks. Monstros breaks their boat. Pinocchio finally has to grab Geppetto, who's like drowning because he's a human, and swims as fast as he can towards the rocks as Monstros is heading for them. And Pinocchio just makes it to the rocks so that Monstros like hits the rocks and bounces off. And Pinocchio makes it... Or he throws Geppetto on shore, but then he himself, like, drowns.
0: It's very lucky that the little alcove that they steer into actually has something on the other end. Because if that was, like, a cave and all that water rushed in, the raft probably would have just raised to the top of the cave and just bashed their heads (laughs) in.
1: But they make it. They land on shore. They make it.
0: They're very lucky.
1: And right next to Geppetto lands Figaro and Cleo. Cleo in her bowl. Still in her (laughs) fishbowl.
0: And he's, like, still muttering to himself, like, Pinocchio, save yourself. Save yourself. Uh, Go without me. Leave me.
1: So Pinocchio essentially dies?
0: Yeah, because when they look around for him, they're like, oh, what happened to Pinocchio? They linger for a little too long on this shot of Pinocchio just face down in a puddle of water. And they linger on it for a while. I don't know. A little
1: too long. Like you're to assume too that a wooden boy died <laughs> in the water that he was able to walk in underneath for hours. Yeah. <laughs> so Geppetto carries him back to the house. Because there's apparently only one island in the entire world. Yeah. Carries Pinocchio back to the house, lays lays him on the bed. He just
0: transitions to like, then he's laying face up on the bed.
1: And he's crying, and and Figaro's crying, and Cleo's crying, everyone's crying. And then the blue fairy is like, oh. You just hear
0: the voice of the blue fairy. She was. Like, oh, he's true, and he's honest, and he's. Brave and
1: the same words she used at the beginning. Brave, truthful, and unselfish. He never
0: really came to a point where he was truthful. Like, there was never a moment where somebody's just like, Pinocchio, tell the truth. And he's like, okay, this is the absolute truth. That never happened.
1: Well, he stopped in his nose growing
0: because the fairy set his nose back. But
1: he, yeah, whatever. Like, there's
0: even a moment where when 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 he sees Geppetto for the first time and Geppetto's like, what happened? He barely starts saying anything before he's like, let's burn this place down.
1: That's true. So the blue fairy turns him into a real boy. Geppetto's still crying, and Pinocchio's like, Geppetto, or no, he says, Father. And he's he goes, No, like, no, no. I'm no. crying shh, shh, over quiet. you dead. You're dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't talk, Pinocchio. And he's you're like, dead. But
1: father. And then Geppetto goes, Oh, you're alive. And then the <laughs> Figaro and Cleo are so happy they kiss each other.
0: Because that's what happened when Geppetto was just like, come on, Figaro, kiss Cleo t- goodnight. And he's just like, nah, I don't want to. And then he just kind of licks the glass a little bit. But now, like, Figaro jumps into the water and kisses Cleo on the mouth because love, love wins.
1: It always wins.
0: <laughs> so then when this happens, Jiminy, like, he looks up and he sees in the window, he sees the star that that they wished on, and he just, like, goes outside, which is, like, there's a cool little sound effect where it's, like, because they, they're they all celebrating and dancing and playing music again. He, like, opens up the window, and you hear from the outside, like, the window opening and the music playing, and then he closes it, and it gets all muffled, and he's just like, oh, thank you. And then, like, there's a spotlight on him. He gets his little badge. It's 18-karat gold, and he's like, mm, it's real gold.
1: And, like, the the star flashes, and then Jiminy uses his brand new badge and flashes back at the star using the light. And he's just like, thank you.
0: And then he starts singing
1: a song that we won't sing right now for legal reasons.
0: That's right. We won't,
1: but may also be the namesake (laughs) of our podcast
0: with a, with a loose homonym as the first word
1: (laughs) homonym.
0: So that was Pinocchio. Beautiful movie. It's very beautiful.
1: Much better plot a uh, beautifully made movie.
0: Yeah. Still a lot of like questionable things as far as like you know setting up the world building, but I think it's also pretty successful when you you know when you actually start looking at the original text. If you look at like old Italian fairy tales, they're all over the place. Like there's even in the original uh, Pinocchio, uh gets really annoyed by Jiminy Cricket and throws a mallet at him and crushes him.
1: Oh, sounds like fun.
0: I mean he comes back later, but
1: well, husband? Yes. Do you have any more facts for us?
0: Ooh, let me look. Are you ready for some facts?
1: Oh, am I?
0: Oh, yes. So,
1: hit me with your fact shot by Roware.
0: So, it was really great not being sued, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this podcast is now owned by Pat Benatar. So, <clears throat> so <laughs> all right, you ready for some facts?
1: Oh, are you going to have to cut that out?
0: Yes, because oh, you don't want to
1: yeah. get sued. That was a good one. <laughs> Start over.
0: So here are some great facts. Uh, Boy,
1: am yeah, I. I are you going to say, are you ready for some facts? <laughs> <laughs> You're say, are you ready for some facts? I'm
0: keeping that. I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: because we're laughing. You're say, are you ready for some facts? <laughs> like three other times I, I was know. ready for
0: it are you ready to f- serve <laughs> <surf 'em> fact- <laughs> <Okay. Surf> some fact okay
1: serve some facts hey brenna yeah
0: how would you like some fun facts
1: i would love some fun facts
0: <laughs> all right um so in 1937 Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs actually won a special commemorative Academy Award just because it was groundbreaking, where Walt Disney not only received uh, an Academy Award for himself, but then they also got like seven tiny Academy Awards, which is the only time that the Academy Awards has ever created specialized awards so when that happened he stood up in front of everybody and talked for about 20 minutes about the next thing that disney was doing which was this movie pinocchio so he basically gave everybody a boardroom pitch for 20 minutes never got played off never any kind of like all right that's my time he just talked about his next movie for 20 minutes
1: well, nobody plays off walt
0: and everybody was just like oh we can't wait we can't wait walt mm. so that was the first time that this had ever been announced uh, another thing is that this is the first movie that actually utilized a celebrity voice in an animated feature. Mm-hmm. Everybody in uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was a relative unknown, but this was the first time where they were like, hey, we could advertise this by putting in a celebrity personality. So Jiminy Cricket was voiced by Cliff Edwards, who at the time was pretty famous.
1: Oh, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. No, I don't.
0: Okay. I believed you.
1: Yeah, I know. I lied to you.
0: Your nose looks a little long. Is that uh-huh. bird
1: forming? Mm-hmm.
0: nowadays of course no disney feature is complete without celebrity voices or any animated feature that's true um another thing is that after watching the full cut of the movie uh disney said you know what figaro i think is my favorite character that our company has ever created
1: he's a cute cat
0: he's very expressive you were laughing a few times just because he had some you know he's just he did some really good reactions uh, Disney loved him so much that he wanted to include him in more things. And so Minnie Mouse, who used to actually have a cocker spaniel, had her pet replaced by Figaro. So Minnie owns Figaro now. Oh. And i actually, I, I kind of remember that, like seeing some of those old Disney shorts where Minnie Mouse had, you know, was like doing things like making a pie or something like that. And Figaro was just kind of playing. He's a good foreground. little cat. He's a very good cat. He's a good little cat. A good little cat boy. Um, and then for my final,
1: uh, the final fact,
0: the final fact, the final fact, fact. you had mentioned before, (laughs) you had mentioned before how, um, you're very surprised with some of the instances of, uh, questionable language in the movie. Yes. So in 1993, Playboy did a census of some of the classic uh, movies made for kids and enumerated all the times that they did something inappropriate. So this movie has 43 instances of violence and other unfavorable behavior, uh, 23 instances of battery, nine acts of poverty.
1: (laughs) Poverty damages. (laughs) I don't hit those poor I need to get
0: this closer to me.
1: And we are blind.
0: Nine acts of property damage, three slang uses of the word jackass, three acts of violence involving animals. I remember when Pinocchio, as a marionette, kicked Figaro down the stairs. No, he didn't kick him down the stairs. He just kicked him and then later on like scared him. Mm Mm-hmm uh two shots of male nudity probably one of them is the spanking clock and one instance of implied death i assume that is pinocchio face down in the water
1: oh i thought they said impaled death and i was very confused
0: nobody was impaled right
1: well that's why i was confused
0: yeah anyway i think that's gonna do it for us
1: well this has been wine you wish upon a star we will uh sign off now
0: yeah Uh, Thanks for listening to our second episode. We'll be back with our next episode on the Disney classic Dumbo.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: Get some circus action going on in this.
1: Yep. Bye.
0: Bye.